For KVUT, I'm Mike Landis. The UT Tyler Medical School is set to become the first of its kind in East Texas. Its first class begins this fall, and those 40 students will have their four-year tuition already paid for. And so will the class that follows in the fall of 2024. The man chosen to be the founding dean of the UT Tyler Medical School is Dr. Brigham Willis, who comes to Tyler from the University of California, Riverside School of Medicine. And he's our guest today. Welcome, Dr. Willis. Thanks for having me, Mike. It's my pleasure. Now, when UT Tyler President Dr. Kirk Calhoun first told me about you, he said he had found just the guy who would run a school that could find candidates who wanted to live and work in East Texas and then would stay here with 4,000-plus candidates for those first 40 slots. That sounds like a daunting task. It really is, but it's an exciting challenge. And I've been part of a number of startup medical schools. Um, In particular, UC Riverside, where I was, had a similar mission to – um, serve an underserved region that needed uh, healthcare workforce production and uh, produce students from the area who want to stay there. And I think that's our that's one of our guiding principles is to focus as much as we can on students who grew up in this area or have some kind of deep connection to the area. Because if you're from East Texas, it's hard not to love it, right? It's a wonderful place to be, but um, being from here, it gives you a unique insight into the needs of the region. So we're trying to fill our, our classes with uh, kids from East Texas. And so that's one of the, the major things we're looking at is connection. Now, you have your first class full. Is that correct? We do not yet. We have oh, a yeah. lot of applications, as okay. you said. We had uh, over 4,000 initial applications, over 2,000 secondary applications, which means they wrote all the essays and did all the stuff. Um, and we're still in the interview process. We have two more interview days. We've done 224 of 272 interviews wow. at this point. Um, we have 20 20 offers uh, out at this point, but we it's kind of like filling an air, airline flight. You don't know how many of those offers kids will eventually accept. And they, they the students have all the, the power, which they should, um, to decide on where they want to go to medical school. So we won't exactly know what our class is going to be until April or May. Tell me about your reaction to the commitment of the Tyler community to the medical school and what that means to all of East Texas. I mean – Eight million bucks off the bat. <laughs> Goodness. It's been uh, really inspiring to see the commitment of the community. It's one of the things that really spoke to me when I was looking at the job and, and meeting the, the members of the community. Um, the I can just honestly say the level of excitement and commitment across the board from community leaders to business people to medical professionals has been unparalleled. I've, I've again, been in a number of startup medical schools and – I have never seen this level of, of excitement. That's what really inspired me, that the community was so on board with this and really wanted us to be here and were willing to be part of how to make it a reality. Um, so we're very thankful to everyone in the region who's, who's helped make this a reality. Now, the first classes of medical students are going to have to wait a bit for their own standalone building. Dr. Calhoun tells me it's a $330 million. That's quite amazing. When is it going to get started and when will it be completed? Well, that, that is very exciting. It's going to be a state-of-the-art, one of the most innovative medical education facilities in the country. And it is the groundbreaking is in a couple of weeks. We're lucky enough to have the, the governor coming um, and the chancellor. And it's, it's a very exciting event uh, on the 23rd of January. And then the expected completion date is in uh, 2025, so about two and a half, three-ish years to complete it. But it's a beautiful facility. The designs are, are quite amazing. Um, we're ready to get going on it. That's terrific. Now, how has the hiring of the teaching personnel for the school gone? Have you had any challenges in finding the qualified people from larger cities, I'm assuming, ready to relocate to East Texas? It, it actually, it's been fairly uh, easy, uh, amazingly. Um, 
people are really excited about what we're doing. We've had an incredible response from faculty across the country. Actually, we have, um, and we've completed our, we completed our uh, recruitment of teaching faculty and senior administrators uh, very, very rapidly. So we've, from when I got here, it's been under a year. I'm just heading my year anniversary soon. And so within just a very few short months, we've been able to recruit the top-notch teaching faculty from across the country and local talent. We've actually done a combination of, of people within the health system, um, within our existing schools, and recruited faculty. So we're actually we're all done with that, and we have a great team. Well, and you got your accreditation just recently for virtually everything across the book. Uh, that's a big hurdle all by itself. We did, and yeah, that's a huge hurdle and one a lot of schools uh, can struggle with. The uh, LCME, it's called, the Liaison Committee for Medical Education, is the accrediting body for medical schools. And they're they're a tough, tough sell. They uh, make sure you dot all your I's and cross your T's and get everything in place. And I can say it was the best accreditation visit I've been a part of. I've been part of a number of those types of visits. And they were, I have to say, very impressed with the setup, the facilities, the faculty, the, the community, everything we talked about. So we, we did really well. And the nice thing that's working in concert with all of this is the expansion of the nursing school, mm-hmm. which uh, the, the, the problems with uh, being able to have enough nurses is nationwide. Absolutely. And that's a critical part of what we're trying to do is that improving healthcare access in the region is not dependent on just 40 doctors a year. The doctor can be the leader of a healthcare team. You can't do anything without nurses and physical therapists and respiratory therapists and pharmacists and all the other health professions. And so I'm really trying to work as closely as possible uh, with all the other amazing professional schools that we have here at UT Dow. We've got nursing, pharmacy, the new school of health professions, all incredible uh, schools and working in concert with the deans of those schools. And then my boss, Julie Philly, who's the vice uh, uh, president of health affairs, who is overseeing the whole thing together. But that's the key is the interprofessional education. The interprofessional teams are going to help make uh, people, people's health outcomes better in this region. We talked about the accreditation being a, a, a tough, uh, tough hurdle to get over the top of. What has been your biggest challenge other than that? Other than that, what has been your biggest challenge so far? Um, there's a lot of them, but I think one of the bigger challenges is establishing, uh, a, the academic culture within a community health oriented system. And it's not to say it's bad or good. It's just a change in, in mindset as, as in we've had a rapid expansion of, for example, residency programs, which is the training you do after medical school to specialize. We've had, we've gone from five programs to probably over 20 next year, uh, just a couple of years. And so that's a pretty large uh, added activity for our, our doctors and our, our health systems to accommodate the training of residents. And that's just one example, but that conversion to an academic model uh, takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of uh, discussion, a lot of normalizing, a lot of that kind of stuff. So I think that's one of the bigger challenges that I've seen in other, other communities. But I can say uh, this is, in this instance, the relationship with our health partners is the strongest that I've I've seen at, at startup medical schools. There's a real commitment from both health systems, academics, and the community to, to get this done. So what is the UT Tyler Medical School going to look like five years from now? <laughs> uh, well, I, we are going to be the best uh, rurally focused, primary care oriented medical school in the country. I'm going to commit to that right now on air with the viewers. Uh, I don't see any reason why we can't. Uh, I think we have the best foundation for a medical school. We have established research programs, both in basic science and clinical science. We have a huge 10-hospital health system 
as our primary partner. And we're partnering with other systems like Chris's um, Trinity Mother Francis and local practices. So we have the clinical base, we have the research base, we have, as I mentioned before, absolutely incredible teaching faculty and a base of, uh, of population from which we're going to get incredible students who are really committed to the region. So I, I'm, I'm going to shoot high and, and make that statement that we're going to be the best. I think we'll be two multi, multi-factor um, bigger in terms of research production, number of residency programs across the board. So I think it's going to be a period of, of rapid growth. Our guest has been Dr. Brigham Willis, the founding dean of the UT Tyler Medical School. For more information about the medical school, you'll find a link on our website, kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for KVUT.